0: Disclaimer, the reached podcast is a no judgment zone, a safe place to discuss personal experiences or situations you've overcome or still dealing with, as well as strengthen your spiritual journey into Christ and grow into the best version of you physically, emotionally and mentally. The conversations are will be more than surface level and may cause an emotional response. So remember, this space is for the truth, growth, and compassion to become the healed and best version of ourselves. Now, let's hop into today's episode. Hey, you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to the Reach Hangout. For June, I have decided to introduce to you guys another series called My Testimony. We are now in part three, y'all. Yes, part three of the four-part series with special guests discussing our testimonies into discipleship, in other words, becoming a follower in Christ, including today's episode. In part one, we discussed my testimony, which I talked a lot about identity. In part two, Miss Daniela Ponce graced the podcast, and she talked about having a conditioned mindset plus other gems that she dropped as well. And today we have another guest. So that being said, let's go ahead and grab our beverage of choice, snacks, and a notepad, or you can go to the note section on your phone while I give today's introduction. So today I am accompanied by a 25-year-old entrepreneur from Charlotte, North Carolina, also an owner of a clothing brand called God is Life Official, and they are choosing to walk in their purpose for the Lord. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, clap it up for our special guest today, King Sedara how are you doing today
1: hey how you doing Lydia I'm glad to be here
0: so I just want to say thank you again for coming on the podcast And just at the Reach podcast, we like our listeners to feel comfortable, to feel safe about telling their truth because we are all going through life in different seasons in different ways. That's why I say, you know, get a beverage, grab a snack, get a notepad, or you can use your phone to jot down notes from the discussion to better ourselves now and for future reference. Personally, for me, I usually bring on water on the podcast. Sometimes I bring on tea, but nines out of 10, I have water with me so I can stay focused, not make sounds, but enough about me. Do you have a beverage a choice with you today, sir?
1: Yes, I have water as well. Okay,
0: okay. Well, I'm pretty sure everyone is super duper, uber statted to jump into today's discussion because I am really, honestly, super duper ecstatic to jump into today's discussion, which is called My Testimony. Again, today's discussion is called My Testimony. So if you are ready today, sir, we're going to hop straight into
1: it. No All right, get so let's it.
0: get into it. Sometimes our walk in Christ can seem lonesome and we forget that we're not alone and we have the support. Yes, God allows himself to be accessible to us every single day, but he will also align us with our fellow purpose mates to give us that boost of encouragement in any area we may lack for a season, or permanently. Today's style will not be an interview setting, but a conversation on where we have been and where we are going, now led by God. Now, here is what you guys have all been waiting for, the testimony. So I'm going to start off the podcast with this question. How were you navigating life before devoting your life to Christ? King Sedaris.
1: Uh, that's a good question. The best way to describe it, I would say, is just, like, doing my own thing. I mean, like, I first came to Christ when I was seven, if I can remember. I would just see, like, my mom praying at night every day. I went to a Christian school as well. But, I mean, when you're young, you're going to a Christian school. It's kind of just taking everything in, but you know you have a relationship with Christ like that. So I was always around, like even though I felt like I was alone at times, I felt like I was doing things on my own. It still felt like like I was still being guided in a way. Sometimes the enemy tries to do things to uh, distract you, and like on my walk with Christ. So when I when I met doing my own thing, I meant like God gives us all free will. I was basically I didn't know what what conviction meant. But like when I would feel conviction, I wouldn't always follow that. Like, I would just choose to be rebellious. And it says in the Bible that rebellion is, you know, it's like a bad spirit. So whenever I would feel convicted when I was young to maybe, you know, not do this, not do that, I wouldn't listen to it. And at times it was because I was being influenced by my friends. Especially when you're young, you get influenced really easy by people, negatively or positively. For the most part, I was being influenced positively, but, you know, the few times I was influenced negative. So, like, that, that's what I meant by doing things on my own. I wasn't, you know, really listening to, what the holy spirit was telling me
0: i think a lot of us do that because it's not like blaming the other person saying they made me do this this is why my life is this way because like you said we have free will so what did you spend your days focusing on i know you talk a lot about just you know going navigating how you were moving but like specifically what did you spend your days on
1: yeah, I spent my days focusing totally on basketball. Like my clothing brand is called God is Like Official. Part of what influenced that was basketball in a way. So when I was in high school, it was this brand called Baller's Life. It's, it's still around, but a long time that was life to me in a way. Like basketball, I would I would say Baller's life a lot. Like one day I just was sitting down and I realized, hey, basketball really isn't life. I, I felt like God was like, And my relationship with God is continued to grow. And then I started to notice that uh like days when I would feel sad or days where I just had a lot on my mind. I wouldn't go to my Bible. I would go to basketball. Like even though that was you no know, a positive coping mechanism, in a, in a sense meaning, that, like it helped me to stay in shape. It helped me to stay active. It was still taking me away from my relationship with Christ. So yeah, really. From that experience, it helped me to realize that, now nah, God is life. And then, you know, once I rededicated myself to him in a way, because I feel like we were always rededicating our, our lives to Christ. So but mainly at, at that time, that's when I realized, yeah, God is life. My favorite Bible verse is Matthew 16, it says, whoever wants to save their life the will lose it. Whoever loses their life, the Lord will find it. And I really, ever since I, I read that verse and started saying God is life, and I really thought my life started to change as well. But I also had to like train myself, basically, to turn to my Bible when I feel depressed. It talks about that in the, the book of Romans, too. That's another one of my, my favorite verses. But that verse basically says to be formed by the renewing of your mind. Like, sometimes when we're giving things up, we feel like it's going to be you know difficult but uh sometimes uh, we got to remember we got to do it with god and anytime that he's calling us to change our lives he's not making us do it on our own strength because it, it isn't our own strength so we just know that we got to do it with god makes things a, a lot easier
0: of course, of course. Like you said, playing basketball isn't like a negative coping mechanism. It was a positive one. But you also are putting a temporary band-aid on a permanent problem. And even if it is a temporary problem, any problem, any issue, any struggle, any moment of our life, we should allow ourselves to be placed in the presence of God so that he can navigate us in the way that we should go. So I really like the fact that you pointed out those scriptures. Because what we may be going through is already in the scriptures. like, what was that moment that made you click in your brain to say, I think I want to do something new. I want to try something different. And if it don't work out, it don't work out. But right now in this moment, I'm going to choose to build a relationship with God.
1: I would say when I, when I turned 16, that's when I really noticed the difference. Like I was always the kind of person that was like different in a way. I didn't really follow the crowd. So then 11th grade, I was 16. That's when I started to see angels. I think it was after a, a basketball game I had, I saw one in the parking lot. But really once I saw that angel I told my aunt about it and then she said that I needed to go to the church. There was a verse that I, I would read a lot when I was younger. I just kept coming across it. It said, you will seek me. You will find me me with with all your heart so like ever since i was like reading that verse and it kept coming up like that's just what i continue to do but then when i saw that angel that's when i just became more curious i started to feel like like um like maybe i'm seeing that for a reason i would read my bible every day i reading a scripture i would pray every day um like just every day i would just continue to build my relationship with god and then over time i would just continue to get stronger
0: but, you know, God speaks to us in different ways. Like, when I was younger, like, I can remember this like the back of my head. Every night when I used to go to sleep, I just would be in clouds, and I would be talking to God. Like, basically, I'm sitting on the cloud, talking to God. And when I got older, I don't have those dreams anymore. And I went to God about a couple of days ago. I was like, God, when I was younger, I would sit on the cloud, and I would talk to you. And it's not like God stopped speaking to me. Just that form of communication has stopped. God still speaks to me. But just me sitting on this cloud and having this one-on-one conversation and I just think that the older we get things just change maybe what I needed in that moment was for God to come to me in like a childlike manner when I was a child to speak to me and we just have our one-on-one moments now that I'm a little older God addresses certain things in my life differently because like I tell people God gotta come at me a little stern sometimes God doesn't come at oh Lydia God be like I said what I said to you and I'm like okay God I hear, you, I hear you. I just need that little sternness. So where I was before in my early stages of being just a child and like trying to find God and everything else is different now, the older we become. So I just want to say that to encourage, like God will still speak to you, the older you get. God comes in many different forms, many different ways. And I just want people to understand that God does not talk to you through one specific way. God can use anything. God can use anyone. God can use anybody to get his word of cross and even God can use himself. So having that pivotal moment, having that moment of you realizing that you want to give a relationship with God. I want to read my Bible. I want to get close to God. I want to understand God because like you said when we look for God, we will find him. God is already there because he is our father. He is our keeper. He is our Waymaker, alpha and all that. So since you realized that was that pivotal moment for you that you needed to receive God in your life and that you wanted to receive God in your Life, because it's always a decision. We always have the free will not to choose, but you wanted to choose God. So since choosing him, what have you seen in your life so far from, like you said, being 16 to now being 25 that you have witnessed that, okay, since following God, since that moment when I was younger, it looks more different now.
1: I would say peace. There's a verse, I think it's in the book of John. It says, peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Um, There's another verse that talks about, I have the water that will never make you thirst again. So I would say that's, that's the main thing I, I realized and I would have like a lot of talks with my, my grandfather a couple of years ago before he passed. And I would say God a lot during our conversation and then one day he just stopped me. He was like, oh, you gotta start saying uh, Jesus more. I always believed in Jesus, but always when I would talk about God, I would just say God. I would only say like Jesus in my prayers. Mm-hmm. But he was like, nah, you gotta just start saying Jesus more. And I didn't understand like why he said that until he passed away and so I started, like, saying it more. But then I, I realized, especially in, in that season, like, God was using my grandfather to, like, strengthen my relationship with Jesus. Because you got God, you got Jesus, and you got the Holy Spirit. So the early stages of my life, like, I was really developing my, stage, my relationship with God and towards the middle, the Holy Spirit. And then now it's more so... Like, building my relationship with Jesus. And I, I realized, like, like, this power in the name of Jesus. Like, the song don't say that for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, the more I started to develop my relationship with Jesus, I noticed I started to, to change. Like, I started to become, like, more bold. It's another verse that says, uh, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Like, I call myself King Sedaris, and I have a line as part of the uh, picture on my profile pic on Instagram. Like, as, as men and women of God, when we're becoming who Jesus has called us to be, like, we're gonna start to change, and we're gonna start to adapt Is like, the way that he is, and we'll start to, to learn more about him and learn more about ourselves. Like, when you mentioned your testimony being about identity, I would say that's the main thing I, I realized with my, with my relationship with God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus. Like, I found my identity.
0: You know, for the longest, like what you said, like I would say, God, God, God too. And, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And I want to point out something. When Jesus was speaking to his disciples and to the people, one can get to God unless you go through me first. Why? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus represents that atonement, that sacrifice for not only for our sins, but just all of humanity, that it can be done. You can love God and follow his will and everything else. So, Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, they are all one. They are all three. You cannot get to God unless you get to Jesus because Jesus was that sacrifice for us. So it's good to realize that. And we have to understand that when we want to build a relationship with God, God comes with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So it's not one or the other. You can't pick and choose what you want a relationship with, what you don't want a relationship with. We have to receive him in his whole entity, his whole wholeness in so many words, because God is pure. God is perfect and we are not. So that's why we have to go through Jesus, go through our savior, our grace to get to God. And you don't talk about what you've been through, how you see God now, how God weighs in your life now. But As being a child of God, we still struggle. We still go through situations, circumstances, hardships, and all those things. So, I want you to address today: what is something that you struggle with as being a child of God, still in the now?
1: Yeah. So, uh, kind of piggyback what you said off of, like we're not perfect. That would be something that I struggle with in a way. Not, not that I wanted to be perfect, but I used to strive for that, and then I I would be like really hard on myself anytime I I made a mistake. But like. Basically, when we make mistakes, we we all fall through the sin. Like with me, when I would struggle with certain sins and I would would relapse and stuff, I would feel kind of down on myself. But when we repent and God sees that we're we're really trying, God's concerned about our, our progression, not our perfection. So... Like when I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that, I felt that peace. Something else that Jesus helped me to realize about peace is we gotta accept it. Like sometimes I wasn't feeling that peace because I wasn't accepting this peace. But then um, like once I learned to accept this peace and accept like where I'm at in life, that's how like Jesus was able to help me more because like he meets us where we're at but we don't always meet ourselves where we're at. Mm -hmm. Like going back to me wanting to be perfect in a sense when I realized that I couldn't be perfect on my own. be perfect through Christ, but yeah, just just meeting myself where I'm at, realizing that like I'm gonna make mistakes, but I gotta you know just learn from the mistakes and not get too down on myself because that's that's what the enemy tries to do. Anytime we make a mistake, he wants us to, to settle. And at times, that's what I, I would be like. I would be like, I just keep messing up. If I keep messing up, I might as well just just settle for where I'm at. But. He just meets meets me where where I'm at. That's how I was just able to just keep going.
0: The old folks, they used to say in my church, they used to say, baby, sin will take you further than you ever thought that you would go. So, you know, like what you said, and I have had that mindset before, like I'm already sinning. So, I mean, what worse can happen? What worse can I do? Not realizing in that moment of my life, I still had the decision to walk because God will always give us an escape before, during, and after. God is not going to allow us to be placed in a position that he's not going to relieve us from because we are his children. Like in sincerity, we go to God and say, God, I want to be released from this. I want to be removed from this. God, navigate me. God, order my steps in the way that I should go. And you, God is not going to turn a blind eye to your cry of help. Especially if you're sincerely saying, like, I want to change. I want to do better. And like you said, the enemy will place it in our minds and beat us up saying, like, you can't get forgiveness for this. Like, you don't been doing this for too long. You've been at it for too long. God will meet us right where we are. Anytime I needed my father, anytime where I decided to return back to him, no matter how far I left him, I can still return back to him and he will embrace me with open arms. Why? Because our father knocks at the door like a gentleman and he's waiting for us to receive him. I have a savior. He died for this. He took it on the cross and he defeated it. So it can be defeated. And I just have to give it to
1: God. Well, I said that, that God meets this world, right? And, like, when you think of, of meeting somebody, it's like a, you're meeting them at a destination. So when I said, like, God will meet us where we're at, I think that more so comes from, because there's still times when I, when I struggle with doing things on my own strength. And then, like, when I feel weak, like, I'm still learning to, well, I was supposed to do this with Jesus. So then, like, I got to meet him, but he was always there. We leave him sometimes. Sometimes I, I leave God. I leave Jesus, the Holy Spirit, too. I don't know if it's too deep, but I don't really feel like I, I leave the Holy Spirit like that because we talked about this before. The Holy Spirit speaks to you softer, in a way. Like, God is more more so like authoritative. The Holy Spirit's a little more like pat you on the back kind of thing. I know when it when it comes to God and when it comes to Jesus, I just feel a little bit more like I gotta have my stuff together. No, we don't.
0: We can go to God anytime, anymore, anytime. Even in the middle of your mess, you can be physically doing something in the middle of your mess you can, pause and you can go to god and stop it right though there is not a time in life where you say i have to go through in it because i'm too deep now you don't have to be going through nothing because god is like i'm here just so stop i'm here
1: yeah that that's true and like what i meant by like i felt like i had to have like my my stuff together like when you mentioned that when you when you hear from god it's more so like say to the point so so, like, when I pray, now I'm praying to God for things, now I'm just talking to him. Like, he'll, in a respectful way, like, he'll cut me off. The Holy Spirit sometimes, too, because it says that in the Bible, that when when we call, he will answer, but, like even when we don't have the word to say, the Holy Spirit will give us the word to say. So, there's yeah. times when I, I'm praying, and then, like, before I even get out everything I'm praying about, like, the answer will just come to me, and then... He revealed to me a time where he gave me strength but I chose not to use it. So it kinda makes me feel like he's giving me the same answer and I'm not doing what he's told me to do.
0: I don't know why we think that different scenario, but it's going to have the same solution. If you're going to go to God, continue to pray for strength, and God has already revealed to you what he said last time, we think, oh, well, this is something different I'm facing, so God's going to tell me something different, and God's like, what I told you last time, you know, so yeah, taking what God has revealed to you before and not just overlooking it, or sometimes we don't even overlook it, just sometimes, like you said, he was like, he gave it to me last time, and I just didn't use it, and that's the that decision that we make. We make those decisions whether to obey or to disobey. Like for me, starting my podcast. God told me start a podcast and I was like, God, well, I don't have X, Y, Z. And he would tell me the same thing every single time. He would just say start and I would like have all these excuses. Like sometimes we just have to be like, okay, God, I trust you. Even when we don't feel like it'll pan out the way it should, that's why it says in Jeremiah 29, 11 for God knows he has our plans, plans to prosper us. He already knows God is already 20 million steps ahead. He knows what we're about to face. He knows what we're about to go through. So we have to have that confidence in him and say, okay, God, well, I already said I was going to give you a try. So why not give you a try in the decision that you have made and called over my life? So you have said so many good things for us today. And I just enjoyed all those Bible scripture quotes because I'm like that too in conversation. I'd be in the middle of conversation and then I remember something that I read in my word and I'm like, oh, I need to quote it because this is good. This is good. It has all been good. So what are some tips, just any scenario, what would you give someone who may be struggling in their faith?
1: Something I would struggle with a lot, I not, not really struggle with, I would, I would just look at and be like, how are they remembering all these scriptures? Because I, I would speak to people and then they would just like name five scriptures off the top of their, their head. And at the time, I probably only knew like verbatim only, maybe like two at the time. But then as I just continued to read my Bible like over the, the course of years and months, like I started to get like that too. I would say just meet yourself where you're at, meaning that God is already with you. Jesus is already with you. The Holy Spirit is already with you, but you got to be patient with yourself as well. My form of patience that I struggle with the most now that I've been getting better with is when like you mentioned that God or tell us to do something, and we may not understand it. So if I'm talking to somebody, like the Holy Spirit is telling me to, to say something, but he didn't tell me everything I needed to say, and I already started the conversation. I would used to try to end it and then just talk about something else if the Holy Spirit didn't give me the word to say, like as fast as I wanted him to say I just had to be be patient. So I would say anybody that's listening to this right now, just just be patient and take things day by day because um it also says as far as the days are small beginnings in the Bible. So even if you feel like you're in a position right now where you're behind, like remember God's timing is perfect. Don't don't compare your time the God's. Don't feel like it's too late. Don't feel like you're too much of a sinner. Just gotta meet yourself where you're at and take it day by day.
0: Exactly. I was reading First Samuel. But I can't remember what chapter it was, but it was like. Samuel was going to find the next king of Israel. And Samuel thought one of the sons of Jesse was going to be the next king. The next king of Israel was David. And he thought it was his first son, the oldest. He's tall in stature. He has this, he has that. And God told him, don't look, don't be deceived by anything you see in the physical. For God is a God who judges the heart. So even though your physical may look a certain type of way, you may be enduring something in a physical type of way, whatever the case scenario may be, God judges our hearts. So if we sincerely want God to intervene in our life and handle those struggles, handles those situations, handles them setbacks. Then God will, God will turn every stumbling block into a stepping stone. God will turn any hindrance into a prosperous moment. We just have to have the heart, the yearning, the hearts for God, and God will move because like, you know, last episode when Daniela came on, she said the blood of Jesus doesn't discriminate anyone. God can allow his blood to be flowed through anyone. So that's good. And everything that we have been discussing so far has been so good. And I'm going to continue to say it because it has been. So my final question before we officially close out today's podcast is this. Why do you still choose to follow God in the now, in today, in this moment, in this time when you woke up this morning, you like, I'm still worshiping God. I'm still following God. God is still my father and he will be my father now and always. Why do you still choose to follow God, King theirs?
1: Yeah, before I answer that, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that they say something else. This was something else I used to struggle with too, with lust a little bit too. I'm a virgin, so I'm waiting to, to marriage and things like that. So I felt like since I'm waiting for that, like I am still waiting for that, it would be okay for me to lust pretty much. Like that's just the way that I thought. It was Um, causing problems in, in other areas. The details matter. Like God is really big on um, detail. That's why it says don't despise the day to small beginnings because those, even you know, though that, that small thing, it wasn't the, the best thing we do what helped me with that was uh, prayer and fasting. It says in, in Matthew 17, 21, like some things can only be uh overcome through prayer and fasting. But I still follow God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to this day because I can't live without them. I really feel like they just guide me every day. They give me my purpose. Just try to develop my relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit every day.
0: You know, that's good. So even though you said I didn't struggle with lust that much, you can still struggle with lust without being sexually active I say God I need you to cover me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet because not only my neck down like people think oh it's just your body no it's my mouth <laughs> what I hear what I see God I don't want myself to put myself in the situation that unaligns with you Because lust is real, you can be tempted, but don't think that you are bound to that lust. Don't think that you are bound to that situation, because God can do a 360 in that situation.
1: Yeah, and another thing I I would say about the lust is, like, since the enemy can't can't keep us in storms, he tries to make us think that that we're still in them, so... um, like that goes for lust, that goes with with any sin that you're struggling with a lot of times God's already delivered us from things, but uh we allow the enemy to make us think that we're still in him. Like going back to what I was saying about how I had to accept the peace that Jesus gave us, I had to accept mm. the deliverance too. So I feel like a lot of believers, including myself, he's gotta know whether that be peace, whether that be deliverance, like love was something that I still to this day, you know, trust too is something that I, I struggle with, but I'm getting better with with it and yeah, we just got to learn to accept that and, and use our discernment
0: that was good we got to accept the peace as well as the deliverance that was good like I have said many, 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 many times, once we ask God for forgiveness and we repent, God places that in the sea of forgetfulness. So if God is not worried about it, we don't need to worry about it. So today's episode has been really good. And before we close out today, I just want to say thank you again, King Sedaris for getting vulnerable with us, telling us your truth, telling us how you navigated before God, and now allowing God to be placed in your life in the forefront. And I just want to say on here again, the path to salvation isn't linear. We all endure life differently. We all go through things differently, handle things differently. But it is good to know that we are not alone. You know, we must persevere and allow our imperfections to become healed through God and the blood of Jesus. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 8 through 11, the message version of the Bible, it says keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You are not the only one who is plunged into hard times. It is the same with all Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before the generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious lands, they are what have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. Therefore, let's not allow life y'all to just minimize our growth in our relationship with God because he wants a relationship with us all we have to do is decide that we want a relationship with him because he will never leave us or forsake us but before we officially close out because I'm going to say it like 20 million times but we are done <laughs> but before we close out I want to ask you Kings there is do you have any add-ons and also any updates you want the listeners to know about on where they can find you and what's next for you? you on your agenda?
1: Yeah, so something I would leave everybody with is pray about season and uh, don't be afraid of the enemy. This year, that's when I, I started to, I realized the power that I had in Christ. There's a verse that says he comes around like a, a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. So the enemy will just try to use fear to intimidate you. It says in the Bible that, that God doesn't give the spirit of fear. So when you know all these things, it says that, that my people perish for lack of knowledge. When you're knowledgeable about the power that you have, and that's how you become like aware of your purpose and aware of your identity. And some things that's coming before me, for really everywhere. Like King Sedaris this K I N G then S A D A R I S. I would say what's next is um, wherever wherever God is taking me. I feel like he's like really new things to me every day. Yeah, I'm gonna just go wherever he's leading. Me.
0: Yes. And that's on period. So thank you again for joining me at the Reach hangout. I really enjoyed your presence. I really enjoyed everything that you brought to the table to discuss. And I'm pretty sure all of my listeners got new insight, got new gems, got everything they needed from today to be encouraged, not only for today, but for future. So I want to say thank you again for joining me on today's episode called my testimony.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me on, Lydia, and thank you for for being obedient to what God's called you to do, because I feel like you call your podcast Reach for a reason. It's going to inspire a lot of people to to do things like similar to what God's called you to do, like God called us all to do different things, but it's really going to plant the seed in in other people's lives for sure. So I appreciate you for having me on. Thank you again. Well,
0: our time at the Reach Hangout has come to an end, so if you have enjoyed today, episode don't forget to like follow share respectful thoughts in the comment section share slash tag a friend tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend your girl is on the podcast and make sure your post notifications are on to know when the next episode drops next week we will be joined by another guest for the last episode of the series which is part four so don't miss out on that by not having your post notifications turned on so since you're listening you might as well turn them on right now plus keep up with my youtube channel lydia's chronicles by subscribing liking and commenting so i know that you found me and all of my socials will be linked in the description box and king sedaris information will be down there as well so you can keep up if y'all want to of course if no one has told you this today i love you god loves you and jesus loves you too but other than that this is your sister friend cousin daughter Next door neighbor and homie Lydia signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game on here is to grow to be the best versions of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually with whoop, with God, y'all. I love you, SBCs. See you guys here again next week for another episode. And until we meet again, bye.